You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're going back to um, the Tchum, the 2000 Amot boundary around the town. And we're going to play different kinds of games with space. We're going to see that halachic space doesn't necessarily agree with geographical space. So we're going to twist or compress space, at least in the halachic reality. And we're also going to see um, a little bit of deviance, actually, between the printed text and the Kaufman manuscript uh, in a way that... Um, well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll explain that as we get on. But let's start. We're in the fifth chapter of Erovin. We're going to start on Mishnah 7. Classic case, actually, that should be pretty familiar to us by now. Someone was in the east and he said to his son, or he said to his child, sorry, I took the Safari translation here, but he said to his child, prepare me an Eruv in the west. So he's on one side of town and he wants an Eruv prepared on the other side of town. Or vice versa. He maybe he's in the west and he says, "Prepare me an eruv in the east." The point is, he's on the opposite side of town. Maybe he's even too far to get to his eruv. Maybe he's too far to get his eruv. Imyesh hemenu amot. If there's two thousand amot between him and his house, ul eruvo. Your termikan. The distance to his eruv was more than two thousand amot. Mutar asul eruvo. He can go to his house on Shabbat, but he can't go to his eruv. That eruv effectively doesn't work for him because when he gave, when Shabbat came in, and we learnt before, we learnt at the beginning of the Masachet, everything in eruvin depends on the status. When Shabbat came in. And when Shabbat came in, he couldn't reach that Erev. He was in the wrong place. That Erev doesn't work for him. And it's the other way too, by the way. Uh, the other way too. He was 2,000 amot away from his Erev. And more than 2,000 amot away from his house. He can't go to his house. He can go to his Erov, but he can't go to his house. Your Shabbat station is effectively where you are when Shabbat comes in. What if you put the Erov in town? Someone who puts his Erov within the extension of the town, within one of these houses that are less than 70 amot from another house in town. Lo asa klum. He hasn't done anything. Why is that? Well, look, he can walk around town anyway, can't he? And the town has got 2,000 amot around it. So he doesn't need an Erov in town to extend himself. Putting an Arab in town does absolutely nothing. The town effectively works. It doesn't add anything to the boundaries of the town. 
What if he put his Erev um, just outside the Tchum? So he he puts the, the he puts the Erev uh, just outside the 2000 um, Amot. I feel you, I'm, uh, sorry. I, you know, this is very puzzling. Not no chutz la tchum. I think this should really say not no chutz la ear. This should really say put it outside the town. He, he can't possibly put the. Well, let, let's just think. Let, let, let's think this through. Afilu amachat marcheni skar humafsid. If he puts it one cubit beyond. Let's think, we can think whether that's beyond the tchum or whether that's beyond the boundary of the city. He loses what he gains. That is to say that obviously he can gain an extra ama. Uh, he can gain an extra ama because he's put the air of one ama outside the boundary. But of course he loses an ama on the other side because he can no longer, for example, go to the other side... If he's put his Eruv on the right-hand edge of the town, maybe one Amar beyond the boundary, he can't um, go on the left-hand side of the town to the edge of the Tchum. I actually think that this is referring to putting outside the limit of the town rather than putting outside the Tchum. I think that's the case. Let's keep moving. We, we can check that overnight. Let's keep moving. But in order to keep moving, we need another picture. And we need another concept. And the Bartanura, by the way, and the Ramban both bring this concept. And they take it from the Gemara. Somehow the, the Mishnah seems to assume you know this all. This is one, the next Mishnah is one of these Mishnah which are absolutely incomprehensible unless you have this concept in your head first. And... So I thought I would show you the picture first. And then once we understand the picture, then we can look at the Mishnah. And I want you to picture an Erev. That's a red dot on the left-hand side of the picture. So you put your Erev down there. And that allows you to walk in a distance around inside a boundary of 2,000 Amot. It's a radius of 2,000 Amot. So 2,000 Amot each way. And I've pictured you on the right-hand side of the picture, the arc of this boundary. So we've got 2,000 amot between our Eruv and between our boundary. And in the middle, we have a town, or it must be a little, rather small. It's a small town. It's a village. It must be a small town because it's fitting within 2,000 amot. 2,000 amot are about 1,000 yards. So this is not a very big, you know, this is not a town like Washington or London. It's a small village. The point is that inside this space, inside, inside the 2000 Amot space, there is, a ta a, there is a, 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 an inhabitation. And the, that inhabitation can be any size you like, providing it fits in the Tchum. In other words, any size you like, up to 2000 Amot. It can be a big village. But halachically, it only takes four Amot. The halachic size of that village is four amot, even though it might be 1,000 amot wide. And that means when you measure, you measure up to the city boundary, 
you add four amot because the town takes four amot. That's the sort of boundary that a, a person takes. Maybe the city's characterized by a person. And then once you get out of the city, you start measuring again. So you actually get a lot of extra, you get a lot of extra space. You don't lose from your 2000 amot the space of the town. And it kind of make, it makes intuitive sense to us because we know that we can walk as far as we like in a town, by the way. That's the luck. I remember we learned within the town, providing there are houses every 70 cubits, you can walk as long as you like. You can walk for miles, absolutely miles. So the town, it's as if we're saying this town you can walk around, it sort of magically compresses itself down in space-time, down just to four amot. That's the principle. Now we know the principle, let's look at the Mishnah. And we're using the... Um, we're, get, we're, we're reading this Mishnah, by the way, from the Kaufman, which is slightly different from the printed text. But the Kaufman actually, the text in the Kaufman actually makes sense. And the printed text doesn't. So I, I thought it's, and the, the Kaufman's a better manuscript anyway. So there are, you know, there are good reasons from both sides actually to learn Kaufman. But, but be, be warned, if you take down a, a, a Mishnah from the shelf, it won't read quite like this. The people of a large town can walk through the whole of a small town. Yes, that's the that's the idea here. Look, you the small towns just compresses down to four amot. You can just walk through it when you're computing your two thousand amot total. You just walk through it. It's only four amot. However, it's halachically it's only four amot. And it goes the other way too. Goes both ways. Kate Sud, how does it work? Someone, a person was in a large town and put his Arab in a small one. Maybe he was in a small one and he deposited his Arab in a large one. He can walk through all of the town and 2,000 cubits beyond it. So effectively he gets, he gets right to the whole of that town and 2,000 amot beyond it. It's almost as if he's part of that town, actually. Maybe that's the easiest way of thinking about it. Rabbi Akiva is going to disagree. The halakha is not going to go according to Rabbi Akiva in this case. But Rabbi Akiva is going to disagree. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Rabbi Akiva says he's only got from from the place of his Erov, he's only got 2,000 Amot. The, in other words, the city where he's put his Erov just doesn't count for anything. He's only got 2,000 Amot. That's Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva tries to argue his point. Omar Lahem, Rabbi Akiva, he said to them, He's very good, actually, Rabbi. And before, we've seen him before, by the way, arguing his point. He doesn't let go very often. Don't you agree with me that someone who puts his Erov in a cave? Don't you agree that someone who puts his Erov in a cave doesn't get more than 2,000 cubits from the place where he... He put his Erov. And it sort of it kind of makes sense, right? You're out in the desert. You've put your Erov in a cave. 
clearly you get 2,000 Amot around the cave. There's no, there's, there's no doubt about it. But the Chachamim are going to come back and they're going to fight back. Amrulo, they replied, Eimatai, when is this true? Bisman she'ein ba'diurin. This applies to a deserted cave. This applies to a cave in the desert where there's nobody but scorpions and snakes and bears living in the cave. Aval, yesh ba'diurin. If it has residence in it. Okay, now we're talking about a city, right? If the cave has residence in it, if it's got residence in it, you can walk through the whole of it and 2,000 cubits beyond it. In other words, a cave with residence is like a village. That's really what the sages are saying. And they end up with this slightly, a slightly um, um, elusive point. Thus it works out that the halacha is more lenient inside it than above it. I think we're talking about the fact that somehow if you had these inhabitants inside the cave, you could walk right the way through the cave and 2,000 are not beyond it. But if the Erev was on top of the cave, which is just desert, you just have to count the 2,000 Amot. I mean, we are definitely talking about a situation where there's something going on under the ground. I mean, the, the, the Mishnah says me'al gaba, on top of it. We seem to be talking about the difference between on top of the cave and underneath the cave. If it was a city on top of the cave, it wouldn't make any difference, right? They're both cities. But if, if the law's more lenient within it, within it, it must be inhabited and above it, it must be desert. I, I think that's what's going on here. I'm not sure. And the measurer, we talked about the measurer a few Mishnayot ago. <laughs> so for the measurer, And to the measurer of whom they spoke, they gave him a distance of 2,000 cubits, even if the end of his measure terminates within a cave. So he gets 2,000 cubits, even if the measure terminates within a cave, which is the case, of course. But um, if it was an inhabited cave, and if the measure encompasses the whole of the cave, then, of course, the whole of that cave, like a small village, would be included within the the Erev and would, of course, compress down to four Amod. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.